and, and on the commute or the toilet. A lot of talk, a lot of discussion. There we go. We're out. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And you're listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, also 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. Stay tuned for Cover to Cover, open book. Welcome to Poet to Poet. I'm your host producer, Nina Serrano, and my guest today is the Poet Laureate of Alameda, Mary Rudge. Welcome, Mary Rudge. Well, I'm so happy to be here. Well, we have a unusual program planned today, I think. Yes. Switching roles. Yes. And uh, we'll let the listener discover how that goes as we go. Yes, you're going to read some of my poems at my request, and I'm going to talk about them. That's a switch of roles. But I'm wondering why we're both so happy today. Well, I know why I'm happy. I'm kind of excited because tomorrow is the Encuentro del Canto Popular, and for the last 31 years it's been happening, so whenever it happens, I get excited. And especially tomorrow... uh, the program is going to begin at 5 o'clock in the afternoon because it's going to have a corn festival in it where all dishes made of corn, pupusas, tamales, uh, whole corns, elotes, uh, tortillas will be painted on. They'll be available to eat, but they're also going to be the canvas for art. And there's going to be locally produced crafts and the lowriders are going to be there and Maybe you can get a ride outside. And that's all at 5 o'clock in the lobby of the Brava Theater tomorrow at 5. And then at 8 o'clock, and this is the exciting part, is the concert. Every year, it's always a surprise and a thrill to see which groups have been selected. And this year, it's going to be La Santa Cecilia, who KPFA listeners will be able to hear tonight on Hard Knock Radio because they... No, I'm sorry, on... Flashpoints because they were just here to be recorded and Diana Gameros and her beautiful voice and Miguel Govea and Los Compas are going to be playing for a free dance party after the concert. So it goes from five in the afternoon until late at night after the concert. So it's quite an event. And then there's going to be a youth ensemble and Aztec dancers. So a tremendous celebration. So that's what has me smiling, Molly. I thought you were going to smile because uh, I thought you were smiling because of the Grammy nominations. Oh, that too. Well, I guess I might as well let people know why I'm smiling because my son and grandson have produced two records that are up for the Grammys and it was just announced. So I'm kind of excited about that too. And I'm happy because my friend came back from Korea. He was there for many months. He was He's Korean and lives in this country with his wife and children. He had been a professor in Germany uh, for some years. But he went back to Korea where he brought out his book, which I had helped him with the translations. And so this book is here with my... Um, 
name all over it, <laughs> and a poem of mine that he translated in it. His name is Peter Lee, and his book is called uh, Song of Poet, and uh, soon it will be available in this country, so I'm very happy. Well, that is exciting. And did he translate a poem of yours? Yes, he did. Oh, that uh, is exciting. When I was at a World Congress of Poets in Korea, a lot of people were there, Allen Ginsberg, some Americans, mostly poets from Europe and Russia. And, uh, by the first time, Russians came. Basically, um, we realized that, you know, to really appreciate each other's poetry, it depended on the translators. Yes, that is the value of translation. It makes us, allows us to be real friends. I wonder what poems you brought for us today. Well, today's December the 7th, so I brought a poem called After That December the 7th, which the poem explains, and we can talk about later for those too young to know. But we want to remember December the 7th. I'll be happy to read it for you. Thank you. After that December 7th, for four years I slept by the barbed wire under the watchtower and breathed dust. Thousands of us in barren barracks. We had little but our bodies. Our possessions were left to those we thought friends. Thousands of us forced onto trains to the desert. The old Buddhist women and men unboarding, thinking they had come to the end of the earth, to the end of their lives, fell on their knees in the grit and sand, folded their hands, waiting for the soldiers to shoot them. Japan had bombed Pearl Harbor. But we were Americans. In California, in cities across the U.S., born here, grown here, our parents, citizens by choice. What could those of us who were teenagers do in internment camps, imprisoned? After two years, someone took pity, sent us instruments, we taught ourselves to play. In the halls where we ate in common, we moved the chairs and boxes and tables. We made songs, music, and danced. We felt the tempo, the pulse of life in all of us. Sound permeated the flesh and healed us from anger and despair. It was better than candy, money, the possessions we didn't have. It was our freedom from within. The chords that expressed emotion, the harmony that made us human. For those years, we made music and danced. And that is how we survived. That was After That December 7th by Mary Rudge. I'm Mary, remember, that's, remember Pearl Harbor was is the day today that... Uh, uh, commem commemorates uh, that you know very tragic happening and in this time of peace we still have war you know that started World War Two, and um, that and recently I saw a bumper sticker saying I'm against 
World War Three. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. So so we've had Korean War, Vietnam War, and. I have a poem from my book, Beat, She Can't Be Beat, which is a sort of takeoff on the beat community on how you have to go through being beat to get to the Beatitudes, which was the total purpose of Bob Kaufman starting the concept of, of, of beat poetry. He meant, he meant that uh, you would reach the Beatitudes through poetry. And, of course, then it took on a different... Um, a, a different connotation as it became um, symbolic of the beats who were beaten down and frustrated and wanted to um, do a, a lot of angry poetry and they had a language of violence actually but um, basically we, we we're all prisoners of war so my poem in this book which you will read I hope <laughs> is called uh, We Are All Prisoners of War Happy to read it. We are all prisoners of war by Mary Rudge. As long as someone believes violence can change things, though leaders change the place, the purpose, we are all prisoners of war from the day we are born. It comes for our fathers, our lovers, waiting the day. It wants us beside them with weapons, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, blood for oil, land for grab, sun for sun. As long as soldiering is a solution, as long as hero can mean to kill, as long as there are words, the enemy, we are born with guilt for all dead, for whatever cause. We arrive with memory of dead ancestors murdered with anger from yours and mine with revenge selled into our skin by color by country by name we are born with old history books for our hands and passions in our genes that flame in instants as long as someone believes violence can change things as long as hero can mean to kill, we are all born prisoners of war. You just heard We're All Prisoners of War by Mary Rudge. Read by Nina Serrano. Very beautifully. Thank you, Nina. Oh, you're welcome. That's a wonderful poem. Thank you. But, you know, one of the things that's important to know that we have to remember when we remember December December the 7th uh, or, or anything that we... Uh, remember, we remember that who was our enemy can then become our beloved friend. And um, that has happened with with us, with Japan, with other countries in the past. Vietnamese are coming here to live. Uh, so we, we embrace people that before we didn't understand. And we're learning to try to have a world peace culture. And that's very important at this time of peace. Would you like me to read the poem? Yes. It's called, On the Way to Transfiguration. The flood, tsunami, earthquake, hurricane came, and she was not a survivor. She did know sewerage, rust, mold, crushed fallen buildings 
Cars and homes, family treasures turned to debris, wrecked computers, broken discs, old medicines, machinery, poisons, garbage, bones, congealed together, dead things, reeking, smoldering, in piles tall as the Great Wall. There were news reports. She was not a survivor. Invisible atoms and cells, transparent yet luminous, regrouped, formed with, around what had been, was her. She was with a trillion flowers that once and yet lived. Every flower that grew and deep, wide fields of buffalo, formerly dead kittens played, Creatures once extinct roamed free. Tulips bloomed in her heart. She moved in what she knew as running, dancing, to music once played, sounding ever in space, and love words once heard filled her being still. Trees, their cut marks healed. Drowned men with dropped guns. Peacetime sailors. People who lived a billion years ago in all their shapes of eyes and colors of skin and lengths of hair, far as the eye could see, laughed, and she was able to hold them, hug them close. Even though they had been on the other side of the world, she knew their names. How beautiful it was to be forever. Cosmos, endless as skies and stars. In this process, on the way to transfiguration, ice on mountains, sun on river, fish in streams, butterflies lighting on the hand, birds' eggs, nests. Though she was one with the dying screams in the devastation of the neighborhood nation when the flood came, the tornado, cyclone, hurricane, earthquake came, even war. And though she was not any of this statistics recorded a survivor. Thank you for reading that. Nina, I grew up going to school with Native Americans, particularly in Oklahoma. I lived in Texas and Oklahoma, and I went to a high school in Oklahoma, mostly people who were um, Cherokee, Chickasha, Choctaw, Seminole Creek, and there were other different tribes too. Some tribes have a saying that there is no death, only a change of worlds. Uh, Chief Seattle said that to Governor Isaac Stevens back in the Washington Territory back in the 1700s. And um, others, other tribes say, whatever sound you put in the world cycles out in space, cycles forever. So be careful what you say. Be careful because this will always be there. People, scientists are now searching for sound waves from billions of years ago that are, they think, maybe in space coming even from other planets. So this is not, um, it's an ancient concept, an ancient belief, but also people now are looking for signs, too, of, of life. And 
the the idea is that um, we really are going to commingle our sounds and our spirits as in at a future time that if there's a transformation this uh, is what this poem is about and also in this world we learn to love people that we didn't understand and we didn't love before and I'm uh, I brought a poem about a plane flight that I was on uh, this poem of course that you just read speaks of all the natural disasters and the one that I brought about the plane flight uh, I, I was boarding a plane I grabbed a newspaper and got on the plane and there were, had been a uh, tsunami, tsunami in um, Japan our former enemies whom we now love uh, they were never really our enemies this is all just a made up concept for um, I don't know war profit power greed whatever people want somebody else's land people are offended by something somebody else is doing politically actually Hawaii practically belongs to Japan now because economically they've been able to buy up uh, so many par- parcels of parts of Hawaii that uh, economically it's just like America economically took over Hawaii, you know, for sugar cane and for other reasons, and 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 uh, put the queen in uh, in house arrest. She couldn't go out of her room for years and years and years. In fact, someone is translating some of my poems into Hawaiian, uh, the language, because they're going to dance them, and they wanted them to be in that language as well as English, although. There are not words in Hawaiian language for a lot of the things that are in my poems. So we always have these translation barriers. You know, we want to, we want to speak to each other. And then sometimes we have these language barriers and depend on translations. Like the word, um, aloha. It means hello or goodbye or love, depending upon what, what sentence you use it in. You know, so here we took over Hawaii. And uh, so how, you know, so we're still remembering Pearl Harbor. (laughs) It doesn't seem logical (laughs) that uh, we would be remembering what one culture did to uh, take over a country that then then we took over. (laughs) So this poem is about, uh, well, really loving Japan. Poem for Drowned Children by Mary Rudge Newspaper headlines on empty airline seat beside me flowed their inky waves across the page. Crying, the children were swept away. Wave that welled up as just another wave turned tsunami on the Kama'asa shore. There was no warning rush or roar. So quiet it took the children, then smoothed and out unmoved, leaving parents racing down the beach, their screams and moans lost in the day to huddle at rocks and weep of love. Wave, have you not all that is wonderful to hug and hold for long eternal drift? 
that these hands marked with ripple lines of palm and tiny whirl of tips of fingers petaled out as underwater flowers bloom below the glow of luminescent surface ringed with diatoms. Do they float in deep-lying Kuroshio current, long channels, frigid vagaries? Swing with the sun's great circular orbits with diagonal shifts of winds where cold light bends. In depths too slow for the foot's loose dance, they are not as they were before. Mouths open to sand and salt, their laughter leaping about them like smooth silver fish. Their hair will be combed with thin backbones of necklace creatures in some cold sink's dense decay, or they sway organic, nutrient fertile with phosphates when tides nourish birds whose beak touch beaks of their reflections and fish in splashy cycles ring the big gong of the moon I in that plane flight followed white foam patterns that slid under watery sky far below wavy clouds not knowing which was clouds and which was wave crests where children's small spirits floated by my window, through the air, where heavenward, there, through the air. Thank you for reading that. It's, you know, for me, I come to terms with life a lot on on planes going from country to country. Uh, I know, well, you know, my parents didn't think being a poet was of any value in the world. They measured things by economic value, and they said there's no job description, no advertisements a poet wanted. And I have found this is a great life. I've been able to teach poetry on a cruise ship, to, went to Yucatan and uh, the Cayman Islands, and and I've flown to many countries, uh, you know, Morocco and um, China, and uh, several times, and. Um, Sri Lanka was my, one of my dearest countries. I love it very much. Holland. I, I like to be by water, Venice. But, uh, the, I have a poem, uh, that, okay, we, um, are going to read a poem. Nina will read the poem that I wrote in Venice. Uh, in Venice, every year they have a mask ball. Venice is very famous for their mask ball, just like Mardi Gras in, in, um, New Orleans. So we're going to read, uh, we're going to share with you this poem called In Venetian Lace. Actually, it's a danced poem, uh, choreographed and performed by a company that has presented it on several continents uh, through Artist Embassy International. Before I read the poem, I want to let listeners know that this poem that I'm about to read is from Mary's book, When the Rapture Comes. It's a beautiful little book, and it's the book that we're offering as a thank you gift to you listeners today for donating $50 to KPFA. So to do that and to support culture and arts on KPFA, you call 510 848 
510-848-5732. That's 510-848-5732 in the Bay Area or outside the Bay Area at 1-800-439-5732. So I've given you the numbers and you have a moment to think about it and a moment to be inspired to get Mary's book as a gift and to support KPFA and cultural arts programming. Her book, When the Rapture Comes, and the poem, In Venetian Mask which, as Mary explains, is a dance. I embrace you as if I could hold the sun and the moon. Love is a small word for radiance. I love your face, even before it was flesh, and after, when it wears bones pearl. If age enfolds your skin with its lace wrinkled, or your eyes are cloud-concealed in an unknown place besides Orion, or you fly in space a wing over your brow, whether you cover your face with its sparkling mask or unmask your sparkling face, I love you. The sun and moon are only corners of your smile, and love is a small word for this vast radiance. And beyond the mask of time that conceals the endlessness of our true visage, we step from one dance to another, the dance of one place, then another in embrace. Seeing love is a small word, facing each other for our radiance. That was a poem from When the Rapture Comes by Mary Rudge. And you can have this book either as a gift for a friend or to keep for yourself to maybe keep by your bedside and read poem by poem. It's a very small but very uh, treasure-filled poem because as you've heard, Mary deals with very deep subjects. But she projects a very peaceful attitude she projects a very positive attitude in fact uh, uh, Lawrence Ferlinghetti himself said and I quote Mary Rudge is a poet whose message is a perpetual yes so for you to be part of that yes yes to KPFA yes to free speech radio yes to cultural arts programming I want you to go to the phone and call 510 848 Five seven three two. That's right. Five ten eight four eight five seven three two. And for fifty dollars, this book will be yours. And for fifty dollars, we stay on the air. We pay our bills. We replace broken equipment. We bring you news. We bring you music. We bring you poetry. Call five ten eight four eight five seven three two or one eight hundred four three nine. 5732. You can have this book for $50 and support KPFA when the rapture comes. Or if you're listening online, you can click www.kpfa.org and you will safely send us the $50. And we will send you When the Rapture Comes by Mary Rudge. It's, it's really a thank you. But 
the real gift are these programs that we put on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That is our gift to you, but we can only do it with your help. And this is what we need from you to call 510-848-5732 to donate $50 for a thank you gift to KPFA. And... I'd also want to remind you that you can do it on the 1-800 number, 439-5732, 439-5732, or go online, www.kpfa.org. I don't see any lights lighting up, and those lights lighting up are what keeps us going. They light up when you call, when you donate. We're doing our part. We're waiting for you to show us what you feel about it because in the end it takes money to pay the bills that number again why well, only have two minutes can you come to the phone please 510-848-5732 848-5732 oh only one minute 1-800-439-5732 how fast can you get to the phone how fast can you pledge $50 for a copy of When the Rapture Comes by Mary Rudge? I'd like to say that it's a collector's item. It's out of print. It's a very precious little book that is not available. My other books are available on Amazon.com, but this book is not available anywhere except right now through KPFA. That's right, and it can be yours, 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. We have 10 seconds. Can you get to the phone that fast? Oh, I see one caller. Thank you so much. You can keep calling. Uh, even when you don't hear my voice on the air, we'll be in touch. You're in the cars driving around shopping. <laughs> 